Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello, my name's Janine Cox, Senior Investment Analyst at Wealth Within. It's been a while since I've had a chat with you. I thought I'd share my opinion on ETFs, exchange traded funds. Now I know Dale can be quite opinionated about these and many of you will have listened to his discussions on the Monday reports and also on the live shows. Now I actually think back to the GFC because prior to the GFC people were investing more in shares and managed funds. Then when the GFC hit, there was this big discussion about fees, uh, what advisors had done, leaving their money exposed to the market. Prior to the GFC, I can recall seeing pretty graphs on the television showing linear returns, so literally showing the market going straight up on an angular incline and that you could make certain returns over time. Now, people were happy to pay fees prior to the GFC because they were making lots of money because the market was rising quite strongly. Interesting that consumer price, the consumer price index was rising quite high. Everything was moving in the economy, but then it all came to a halt. Now, what happened next was people withdrew their funds from managed funds. So we saw a big, uh, what's called a bell-shaped curved. So if you imagine a hat And on the left-hand side of the hat, this is where the volume started ramping up in terms of the investment into equities, into leveraged products. Um, The market peaked, so did the leverage and so did the investing, and then the money started to come out of the market on the other side. Now, to keep people interested in the market, the industry had to come up with something that could convince people to do it. Because prior to the GFC, people, as I said, weren't worried about fees. But after the GFC, all of this talk was about the difference in fees. It wasn't about the fact that people left their money in a buy and hold strategy and therefore had complete exposure to the market, depending on the the level of investment in equities that they had in their managed funds or in their accounts. So fees, for example, may have differed by a percent. Maybe in some cases, some managed funds or advisors were charging quite hefty fees. And so investors were not happy because they had losses and not only that, were still paying fees. But it goes part and parcel with the market that there is always risk on the downside. The most important thing that you can know is what your risk is on the downside, which is what we teach people in our courses. And this is the knowledge that we impart Uh, every day to people who want to do something different to what's always been the norm which is to leave money in the market buy and hold and just ride up and down like a cork in the ocean but what happened is they offered low fees through what's called exchange traded funds 
So this is where they had a lot of index funds that literally were a no-brainer, a set and forget, very cost very little to run, and they're benchmarking against an index, which means that these funds would have investments across the spread of the market to mirror the movements of the index. So, of course, if the market falls 50%, the exchange-traded fund's likely to fall 50%. What people focused on was that, okay, they were paying huge fees before and they were losing money getting advice. They could just put their money in an ETF, not pay an advisor, pay a significant amount less. And this is what people in the industry who created the exchange-traded funds were banking on. They could find a way to get people to put money back in the market and be happy because they were paying less fees. But that doesn't change the fact that they're still exposed to the same movements in the market. Now, I think Dale and I are in agreement in that exchange-traded fee funds cause complacency for people. So it's that same buy-and-hold mentality, I'll just let it sit there and over time I'll get a return. But the, the challenge there is that it depends on when you actually invest in anything. So if you invested in the low in 2003, by the top in the GFC, you would have had a really hefty return. Even when the market fell away, you probably still would have had a return there. But had you invested in 2006, I remember talking to someone, and I often relay this in conversations when I'm chatting to people about investing in a direct equity managed account service, is that this person told me that after 10 years their account was at the same level as when they started because they literally followed it up and down through that big decline and then the rise that followed to claw back some of those losses now i have a slight difference in opinion to dale so and this can be quite interesting at times and we have a bit of banter on the tuesday night show the the thing is that Wealth Within allow me to have an opinion. It's not like I need to toe the line. Dale doesn't say to me, look, you know, you need to be sprouting the same message that I'm sending out in, in relation to your opinion on ETFs. Because, first of all, I think that if people have got a small amount of money, you really have a choice. You can choose to select some stocks, and that's a really good way to get started. Pick big stocks in the top 50 on the market. Just choose a few and learn some really good money management rules. Dale's book will give you a lot of that. If you want to take it further and you're more serious rather than just sort of having it as a hobby or just um, putting a few dollars in the market and you really want to do something and be active about it, then you need some structure behind what you're doing, which is why we've put these courses in place to give you that and make sure that you're prepared to manage the risks and the ups and downs in the market. Now, My opinion is that I don't see anything wrong with people investing in exchange-traded funds, even index funds. Dale's Dale's quite um, fine with people investing in exchange-traded funds, but not so much index funds. Now, I think we're both in agreement in in a lot of areas when it comes to exchange-traded funds, but the area, as I said, where I differ is that I'm I'm quite comfortable with people investing some money in an exchange-traded fund if they're managing their risk and not using it like a buy and hold. So if you invested in a few stocks in the top 20, Dale's proven that you could actually beat an exchange-traded fund that was mirroring the index. So you can read about that in the book. Now, when it comes to selecting stocks, I think this is where people um, choose what's easy. So they're choosing to invest in in an index because then they don't have to think about what stocks to invest in. Uh, 
but it's actually not hard to select stocks. There are so many different ways that you can approach selecting stocks. So I thought next time I do a recording, I would uh, approach this subject and give you my opinion on that, as well as looking at some exchange traded funds. And we can do a bit of comparison and look at things that Dale's talked about in the book, because I think it's time that people who have got exchange traded funds, one, stop and actually think what's going to happen when the next major corrections occurred, what's happened during COVID to your investment in the exchange traded fund, and what if the market continues to fall? Are you prepared to manage that? Okay, you might look at it this way, you've only got one instrument to worry about, but that instrument's got exposure to everything in the market. So if the broader market falls, then your investment's still going to fall and you still need to be able to make decisions to manage your downside risk. So I hope you've enjoyed my discussion today. I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Take care. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.